Hello and welcome to the Luscious Living Podcast. I'm your host, Celine Vilgen, holistic nutrition consultant and the founder of Luscious Living, where personal growth meets wellness. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Luscious Living Podcast. I'm Celine, I'm your host, and I want to talk to you about something that I have personally struggled with so much on my journey. And I'm going to be so honest with you, I didn't think I would ever share this in real life. And I'm going to share it with you, okay? So at one point, my sugar cravings were so bad, and I was obviously doing all the right things, but I would crave maple syrup. And I would literally drink spoonfuls of maple syrup. And it just, I just look back and I'm like, oh my God, I was struggling so much and I had no idea why. And to this day, I still love sugar. Like if you and me and Candy decide to hang out, like I would more than be okay with that, right? Um, But it's not like a have to have anymore. It's not an out of control like it used to be. And if you find yourself craving sugar from 1 to 4 p.m. specifically or really after dinner, um, but even like I would say crave, but it's to the point where you have to have and something else within you takes over. Um, If you also uh, notice that you get acne around your mouth or you have cystic acne, perhaps even you have something like PCOS, struggle with weight, struggle with headaches, struggle with energy, um, know that I got you. This is the perfect episode if you want to learn how to really manage those sugar cravings in a healthy way as well as if you're looking to have a realistic approach to this. Because I am not the nutritionist that's going to say, okay, um, let's cut out all sugar, let's do a kicking the sugar habit or kicking, like a do a detox, anything like that. Obviously, that might be right for you at a certain time, okay? I do want to say that. Um, And so I have done that as well. I've had a lot of clients or colleagues do that and they really, really enjoy it. But I mean talking about an everyday level, okay? And so you can expect to learn in this episode whether sugar is good or bad for you. I have five tips to really help you with those sugar cravings as well and chat a little bit about the difference between artificial and natural sugars and some of the pros and cons of each of them. Okay, so let's dive right in. All right, my friends. So when we talk about sugar, a lot of us say, okay, sugar is bad for us. We shouldn't have it, yet we are indulging every day in different ways. And so my take on sugar is that it's not bad for us, okay? We need sugar. We need glucose to really fuel our brain and our muscles so we can think and we can act. And the issue arises when we are ingesting sugar all day long. This is with our, our latte, right? Let's, let's say it's pumpkin spice latte in the morning. And then in the afternoon, we have a donut or a muffin. And then we have some, you know, let's say for a snack, you have a low-fat Um, cottage cheese or low-fat yogurt, low-fat milk kind of product. And then later on at night, you might have a salad dressing or tomato sauce. 
that is high in sugar. Maybe you have some bread that's um, from the grocery store as well. And then you add jam to it or you have, um, and then you have dessert. Like it's accumulation of all of these things that come as a result. And you might be thinking with some of these things I said, um, low fat, what? Well, here's the thing. Low fat, when you take away the fat from a product, it's going to taste like what? It's going to taste like garbage, right? And so they have to add in more sugar for the product to not taste awful. And if you compare the label on both of these products, these manufacturers actually shrink the serving size so the sugar amount does not look as bad. Okay, and so it's actually better for blood sugar to have the full fat version, full fat milk, full fat yogurt, full fat cheese. And so that's one way actually that we can really, really be more mindful. And of course, if you look at the very typical advice it's going to say to have low fat foods if you're looking to to lose weight, um, that might be true, but long term, what else is it doing for us? Okay, and what's it doing for our our heart health and blood sugar? Um, and that really dictates everything else in our body, right? So that's really bad. Um, and so we want to we want to look at foods from a holistic perspective and sugar from a holistic perspective. Is it bad to have a cookie after you had your dinner? Heck no, (laughs) at least in my books, right? I'm also coming to you from a very balanced approach from being very extreme in my past. Is it bad to have a latte with sugar in it? No, I mean, here's the thing. You have to also look at, okay, if I want to have this latte with sugar in it, then am I okay with being tired later? And I actually just had a beautiful client of mine who came to me also for energy levels and weight loss. And when she was telling me she would get tired around that 10 a.m. mark, well, then I asked her, well, tell me about your coffee intake. And she told me that she has a honey latte, which sounds delicious. Um, And so she was actually very open because I don't normally mess with people's coffees. She was very open to actually having that coffee excuse me, that coffee be um, non, like a non-honey latte and just having that for weekends. And then she noticed her energy levels in the morning de- increase, okay? So it really depends on your goals. Is sugar good or bad? Again, if you're out for a long distance run, you're having jelly beans, you're having a sugar pack, like that's good, right? We actually need that sugar for energy. It's really when it feels out of control, I would say that most of us don't love it. And, and the choices are not planned essentially. And so with the tips that I have for you, I want you to notice the difference in your energy levels and your sugar cravings, because that is what exactly helped me. That is what the science says. That is really something I encourage you to try and see what you think. So let's go for those five tips to also support you with those sugar cravings. All right, my loves, let's talk about the very first thing, and that is to have your first meal, whether your first meal is at 6 in the morning, 9 in the morning, 11 in the morning, or at 1 p.m., to be high fiber and high protein, plus it's ideally savory. So fiber is going to really, really help your blood sugar, because if you have something that's low in fiber, say just a bagel, it's going to spike blood sugar, then your blood sugar is going to dip back down, you're going to be hungry, cranky, and tired. But let's say you added 
Mm, you added peanut butter to that. You added an egg to that or even an avocado. It's not really super high in fiber or protein, but you're still going to manage that blood sugar dip there versus, again, having something low in fiber such as a piece of toast, a bagel or cereal even. The next aspect of this is you want to include protein in some capacity. So whether you're eating cereal for breakfast right now and you add in a handful of nuts and or you have a breakfast of eggs and you have your protein there, you have a smoothie. I mean, again, I'm not a huge actually fan of smoothies, especially in Canadian winters or North American winters, unless you're in California or Florida, of course. Um, but they also are not as filling and then we wonder why we crash and um, want sugar around that 1 to 4 p.m. time. So ideally, it has high protein, so about 15 to 30 grams of protein. This can look like mm, really about three eggs. I know that might seem like a lot, and I know for me, even more than one egg at one point was like, ah! Um, but this can look like a scoop and a half of protein powder, of course, depending on which protein powder you're using. This can look like a breakfast wrap, um, maybe it has a protein, you have the, those protein wraps, you have your egg, maybe you have some turkey bacon in there. It could look like an omelet with some black beans. It can look like a breakfast bowl with quinoa and tempeh and chickpeas. And again, while we're looking for savory, you could still do something that's lighter in sugar, such as a chia pudding, um, if you, that's what you really love. Overnight oats, depending on if you like them or not, you can add a scoop of protein powder in your oatmeal in the morning when it's not hot or in your overnight oats as well, okay? You will notice a huge difference in your energy levels, sugar cravings, and mood if you start your day like this. Number two is your sugar cravings could be from a lack of energy. And so are you getting enough B12? Not everyone has the correct amount of B12 in their body. And if you are European descent, this is probably even more likely. I personally have to get B12 injections and I do notice the difference when I do. Um, you might be lacking in iron, so you're tired, so you try to eat sugar to increase your energy. Very normal. And so, and, and honestly, this is what happens to me at night a lot of the time. But you can also increase your iron intake if you're deficient from things like nettle tea, organ meat capsules as well, a little bit more um, lentils and beef, and actually seafood because you need copper to increase iron in the body. I have a whole episode on holistic tips for low iron to, for you to listen to if you struggle with this. The next part of this is, again, protein. You might not be having enough protein, and that can create some dips in blood sugar. And it's funny, I went backcountry camping this past May, and my partner's grandmother is vegetarian, and so I definitely had a dip in protein levels, and man, I was craving sugar like crazy. Like, I was having candy bars um, because like just I was out of my usual routine and I was having candy bars and men like I that I have not been like that forever and I noticed the difference there as well. And another one you could be lacking in is chromium picolinate as well. And so things like um, grapes and especially cinnamon is high in chromium and that's something that you could also consider. 
Okay. And I've even, I've even supplemented it with it at one point because again, I was so sugar crazy. Okay. So that's energy. The next one is sleep and sleep hygiene. So are you waking up at night? If you are, I encourage you to reach out to me. I would love to help you with this because why you're waking up at night is related to your hormones. Okay. Or even what's going on in the body. If you're waking up at 5 a.m., there's a reason. If you're waking up at 3 a.m., there's a reason. Okay. And so we can look at supporting you there. Um, of course, if you are waking up at night, you're not going to be as rested the night before or the night, <laughs> the day after. And so you will be compensating for the lack of energy with sugar. Okay. Because that will increase your energy. Then, of course, if you know me well, you know how much I talk about magnesium. Magnesium is so helpful for 300 processes in the body, but especially if you crave chocolate, this is a really, really big one. And if you live in North America, our soil is completely deficient in this mega mineral, and I encourage you to have a lotion or a spray to really help with magnesium. Then the other part of this is to sleep in a cool room. Really, really important, um, especially if you are in your 40s and up. Really important there. And one thing that helps me is having some kind of cooling herb. I tend to be more on the hot side and I like to have something like lemon balm with me. Some people really like valerian, passionflower, skullcap. Please consult with your herbalist before making any of these changes, of course. Okay. The other aspect of this, okay, I'm going to dive a little bit further into protein. Yes, I'm talking about it again because it is so important. And so a lot of women typically are nervous about eating so much protein. Um, the media tells us that we shouldn't be eating as much protein. Um, and I completely disagree and I've actually changed my entire life and my body composition from increasing protein intake. The key is to have high quality and the key is to also have fiber along with it. Because if we're just eating beef, which some people do or chicken or whatever, and you don't have any fiber, well, we're not doing ourselves a favor and not doing our digestive system a favor either. And so protein at each meal is going to help you combat those sugar cravings because it helps increase satiety as well. Again, sugar is usually because we just don't have enough energy and our body's compensating or it's trying to relax because it helps to release dopamine and serotonin in the body. Now, the fifth tip here is my absolute favorite and that is to enjoy the healthy versions of your favorite foods. I love dessert. I love ice cream. I love candy. I love all of that. And so what you can do is to have uh, like protein ice cream. You can make it either with a banana and protein powder. There is those ice cream makers and my best friend has one and she adds in like almond milk and xylitol and protein powder. I don't remember what else, but it's low calorie. It's so good and it's high in protein. So satisfying. You can also make your cookies with applesauce and Greek yogurt and protein powder. Like these foods can be healthy for us and I encourage you to find ways that can be enjoyable and healthy. And I really find that the more I've restricted in my life and restricted cookies and restricted sweets, the more I can't have as much control when I'm around them. I will say some of those foods like Oreos, etc., 
are meant to be addictive. And so I personally cannot have these foods in the house. Otherwise, I just eat them all. Like kudos to you if you're able to have some of these foods at home and just let it chill for a few weeks. I am not that kind of person. Um, please write a podcast episode so I can listen to it if you are, okay? And that's probably because I, I restricted for so long as well. So favorite versions of the foods that you love. We talked about breakfast or really the first meal of the day and that it should be high in fiber, high in protein, ideally savory. We looked at increasing energy through some macro and micronutrients. We talked about some sleep tips, talked about protein, and the favorite versions of the food that you love. And especially if you struggle with something like eczema or rosacea, psoriasis, any skin conditions will be exacerbated with this high sugar intake as well. Now, let's chat about sugar alternatives. Now, when we talk about sugar alternatives, I'm going to break it down between artificial and natural sugars, and then really what some of the pros and cons of them are, okay? So the first three are going to be in the artificial sweeteners component. They're, the main ones are sucralose, saccharin, and aspartame. You've probably seen all of these before. These again are no calorie or low calorie and the big, big challenge with these, however, is that they do impact gut bacteria composition over time. Over how much time, that's not really known right now, but it, it is the, there is more neat research that needs to happen to really understand the full implications. So gut bacteria plays a role in mood, plays a role in immunity, um, and immunity in terms of autoimmune, but also in terms of really supporting our immune system when it comes to uh, defenses from pathologies as well, okay? And so personally, I eat sucralose once in a while in a protein bar. I will sometimes eat bars. I think they're delicious and really, really handy for when I don't want a lot of sugar, but I also need a pick-me-up or I need a quick snack um, during school or between clients, for example. I try not to do this often um, because I do know the implications of gut bacteria. Again, for someone who is diabetic or has PCOS, might be still okay in small quantities, but again, know that there is no free lunch here. You're, yes, you're having zero calorie, but it's also not impacting your overall health there, okay? So really use caution. Now, we also look at natural sugars. These also are beautiful because they have... Um, typically antioxidant or antibacterial properties, like when we look at honey, for example, or when we look at maple syrup, there's other beautiful micronutrients in there. However, know that these are calorie dense and can raise blood sugar. So moderation is so key here. I do want to say the difference between table sugar, brown sugar, coconut sugar, cane sugar. So Table sugar comes from sugar cane or sugar beets, and it's calorie dense, okay? Um, you can experience dental issues with excessive consumption. And then sometimes we think, okay, like brown sugar is better, right? It's essentially the same thing, but with added molasses, which just provides flavor and moisture in baking. Um, and it is a little bit higher in iron, but not that much. Again, similar calorie and blood sugar impacts with white sugar, 
Cane sugar, on the other hand, is labeled as raw or turbinado sugar. It's minimum, it's less processed than table sugar, still has a bit of natural molasses, um, so again, still calorie dense. The one that I like the most is coconut sugar. It's lower glycemic, it's natural from coconut palm, um, some trace minerals, but still calorie dense. Same with maple syrup beautiful flavor, calorie dense, and can definitely spike the blood sugar, okay? So if you're looking to release some weight, know that you're having some of these foods. If you're having these foods in excess, you still want to be mindful. We have xylitol. It's a sugar alcohol that can be actually great for dental health. But again, too much of it can lead to digestive issues with diarrhea, gas, um, and I can uh, attest to that, <laughs> okay? Then we also have agave nectar. It's a natural sweetener. Um, again, calorie dense, and it can spike blood sugar as well. This one I do like um, the most, I would say, and that's monk fruit. It's natural. Um, it doesn't have ca- uh, calories or significant impacts on blood sugar, and it is just a bit more pricey actually than the other sugars as well. So know that these, and actually that's a lot more, way more diabetic friendly, PCOS friendly, uh, heart health friendly as well. So the big thing is that there are pros and cons of both of these in terms of taste and taste in terms of if you like uh, something that's less or more processed, more artificial or less artificial. Um, I personally like to avoid artificial sweeteners whenever I can, um, but obviously there are times where I am like watching my weight a little bit more and will go for the artificial once in a while. Know that there are long-term health implications when it comes to our gut bacteria as well, but again, there's the same implications if you look at natural sugars and you consume too much of it spikes in blood sugar therefore leading to fatigue later on um, potential pcos diabetes um, and weight gain as well okay so we've talked about the you know if sugar is good or bad for you we've talked about five tips for managing sugar cravings we talked about sugar alternatives and you know, if you are really craving, especially sugar around the afternoon time, I really want you to focus on that protein piece of things, especially um, that's going to help. And that 1 to 4 p.m. time is when cortisol, our stress hormone, dips around that time, which is why you're craving um, something to pick you up as well. So I would suggest at that time to have something that's high in protein. If you do want to have something sweet, you can have some, you know, this is what I do is I have dates and walnuts or dates and almonds together. Um, Or I will have that protein bar around that time as well. Um, And really going for a walk. Or sometimes I will just have a darn cookie, okay? Because I'm really not that concerned in overall. (laughs) So I hope that this helped. Please let me know if you have any questions at all. If you would like to dive deeper into this, you can reach out to me. I have a link below to book a complimentary 20-minute consult. You can also find the Painless Period Guide in the Goddess Affirmation Coloring Book below. But if you need anything else, I am a message away. I got you, and I look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now. Thank you so much for tuning in. 
please give the show a five-star review if you feel like you learned something new today. All of the mentioned links will be in the show notes. And also, are we connected on Instagram? Find me over at underscore luscious living underscore and come say hi. See you next episode.